Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to New Heights Show on Education. My name is Kaden Behan, your host and a volunteer for New Heights. Today we're going to be talking about wide disparities in child care enrollment part two, um, picking up on where we left off on two weeks ago. Um, we're also going to be talking about why it's so important to have early child care uh, in the student's life in order to ensure success um, further on in their academic goals. Before we begin, as always, we do have some announcements. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Last time, a new report on early childhood development uses federal data to highlight wide disparities in childcare enrollment, as we talked about, um, between socioeconomic groups and races, as well as disparities in state-level programs. It also outlines steps to bolster these services for parents and children. A report from the Baltimore-based Annie E. Casey Foundation comes at a time when states are straining to improve their own programs in a fragile economy and federal early learning proposals are still at a standstill. For children to succeed, we must dispel the notion that the classroom learning is isolated from other aspects of child development. Reads the foundation's annual Kids Count Policy Report. Then we must see opportunities for children to develop the full array of competencies that they need to thrive. Analyzing federal data. The report analyzes data from federally conducted early childhood longitudinal study, which tracked data on 13,000 young children beginning with their 1998 through 1999 kindergarten school year and ending in the spring of 2007. The report concludes that by third grade, the cognitive skills of only about a third of the children were developmentally on track, and it flagged significant gaps among subgroups of children. Of the children whose families had incomes below 200% of the poverty level, for example, 19% had age-appropriate cognitive skills at age eight, when most would have been in the third grade. The report also found that Hispanic and black students left behind their peers at the same point, 14% black and 19% of Hispanic children had age-appropriate cognitive skills. By contrast, 48% of white students were on track with cognitive development. A majority of low-income children, 63%, were not enrolled in a preschool program as of 2011, compared with 45% of their more affluent counterparts. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the percentage of unenrolled low-income three- and four-year-olds 
ranged from a high of 78% in Nevada to a low of 45% in New Jersey. At the same time, 63% of low-income students ages 3 and 4 were not enrolled in a preschool program, while 45% of children whose families were not considered low-income were not enrolled. The report outlines strategic solutions to ensuring children get the necessary development support, especially those children whom the data revealed were most vulnerable to setbacks. These included three primary goals, support for parents, improved access to quality early care and education, healthcare and other services, and ensuring that early child care is comprehensive and coordinated. This approach stretches, stresses the importance of providing support for children and parents in multiple sex, sectors, not just education. This is an issue that spans across lots of different departments of government, says Laura Spear, the Associate Director for Policy Reform and Advocacy for the Annie E. Casey Foundation. <clears throat> Excuse me. By themselves, the data and conclusions presented in the report weren't particularly striking. They have been aware for a long time, um, the Education of Young Children's Center for Applied Research, that of these differences and disparities for a number of years, and they keep stressing that these things would be good ideas or approaches to reducing those disparities, but they're not seeing the needle move very much on this issue. Implementing such changes and doing it well can be expensive, and this is part of the reason why it hasn't occurred as much as it should have. Over the past few years, public funding has been stagnant and in some ways relative to inflation has been reduced. Despite an uncertain federal budget and continued economic anxieties, or perhaps because of them, the importance of early child care and early education continues to crop up in national dialogue. For many years, we have not had a system of early childhood care in this early child care and education in this country, said Burke, Elizabeth Burke Bryant, the executive director of Rhode Island Kids Count, state branch of the Casey Foundation's project to track child well-being. The report tells us that having real alignment of the work we're doing with young children across these different domains is critical to the outcomes we need. President Barack Obama has stressed the importance of early childhood education reflected in his federal early learning initiative. Apologize, my phone cut out for a second. President Barack Obama has stressed the importance of early childhood education reflected in his early learning initiative. Early Child Care Learning Initiative um, proposed earlier this year, his 10-year, $75 billion universal pre-K plan would require new spending and rely on doubling the federal tobacco tax. Whether the president's initiative will ever be fully realized, though, is another question entirely. The way the legislature handles the budget, I don't suspect we're going to see anything come about soon, says Mr. Snow. In an effort to continue to promote early learning, instead of congressional gridlock, the administration is funneling hundreds of millions of dollars directly to aid the states through the Race to the Top Early Learning Challenge Awards and the Affordable Care Act money to help states carry out their plans for pre-K and early child care. At the state level, support for early child care is varied and 
with a high of 78% of low-income children not attending preschool in Nevada. Every state has different starting points. Oh, and a low of 45% not attending early child care in New Jersey. Every state has different starting points and different infrastructures to build on, says Ms. Beer. A recent report from the National Institute of Early Education Research, which tracks state policies for providing public money for pre-K programs, says states continue to be vocal supporters of early child care learning systems, but aren't necessarily providing the funding to follow. So therefore, we see mostly fluctuations in funding, unfortunately driven by the poor economic factors facing the American economy today. So now that we reviewed kind of what we talked about before, we're going to go more into why it's so important that these resources for early childhood education be accessible to all students um, through assessing the importance of early childhood education and how it affects the development of students and why it's so important. Early childhood is a crucial stage of life in terms of child's physical, intellectual, emotional, and social development. Growth of mental and physical abilities progress at an astounding rate, and a very high proportion of learning takes place from birth to age six. It is a time when children particularly need high-quality personal care and learning experiences. Education begins from the moment the child is brought home from the hospital and continues on when the child starts to attend playgroups and kindergartens. Learning capabilities of humans continue for the rest of their lives, but not at the intensity that is demonstrated in the preschool years. With this in mind, babies and toddlers need positive early learning experiences to help their intellectual, social, and emotional development, and this lays the foundation for their later school success. The first three years. During the first three years, parents will be the main influence in the child's learning experience and education. What parents do and expose their children to has a vast impact on the development of the child. Parents sometimes forget that an interested parent can have tremendous impact on a child's education at any age. If the parents choose to participate in a mother's and toddler's group or child care arrangements, including family babysitting or center-based child care, these all have the potential to provide high-quality, individualized, responsive, and stimulating experiences that will influence the child's learning experience. With this in mind, the child in the negative enjoyment can also result in negative effects as well. This fact makes it essential that the environment that a child is placed in during these early years be as positive intellectually and intellectually stimulating as possible. Very strong relationships are embedded in everyday routines that familiar caregivers provide. It is the primary caregiver that a child learns to trust and looks forward to security and care. Speech development is one of the first tools that a child will demonstrate in his lifelong education. Worthlessly, at first, infants and toddlers begin to recognize familiar objects and formulate the laws that systematically govern their properties. Encouragement through books and interactions, toddlers soon pick up on vocabulary. It is really useful to understand how language unfolds. The first words that toddlers learn are normally the names of familiar people and the objects around them. Then they learn words that stand for action. Only then do they start to have the words that describe their world and that are about ideas. 
This development is usually in the second part of the second year of life, and a parent or caregiver has a vast impact on the child's speech development by the amount of time that is spent talking with and reading to a child. Every caregiver can, in culturally appropriate ways, help infants and toddlers grow in language and literacy. Caregivers need presence, time, words, prints, and intention to share language and literacy with infants and toddlers. All five qualities are important, but it's the intention that can turn a physical act like putting away toys or lining up at preschool into a delightful learning experience. Even a trip to the grocery store can be turned into a vocabulary lesson about colors and the names of fruits. The importance of play. Child development experts agree that play is very important in learning and the emotional development of all children. Play is multifaceted, although it should be a fun experience for a child. Often many skills can be learned through play. Play helps children learn relationship and social skills and develop values and ethics. Play should always be considered an essential part of a child's early education. Functional play helps children to develop motor and practice skills. This kind of play normally is done with toys or objects that are stackable that can be filled with water or sand or playing outdoors. Water play or sand play is favored amongst preschool children and is a valuable learning tool. This type of play can make up about 50% of the type of play that toddlers through three-year-old children practice. Constructive play is characterized by building or creating something. Toys that encourage this type of play are simple puzzles, building blocks, easy craft activities, and puppets. Normally, four- or five-year-old children enjoy this type of play, but it continues to be enjoyable into the first and second grades of school. Hands and fingers are their best art tools. Soon they will manage thick paintbrushes, wedges of sponge, wax crayons, and hunky chalks. It is advised to avoid rushing a child on making something in particular. Letting them do what they want encourages individuality and decision-making. Toddlers also enjoy Play-Doh because they can get their hands and fingers in it for poking, rolling, and shaping. This type of play develops thinking and these reasoning skills, problem-solving, and creativity. Pretend play allows children to express themselves and the events in their lives. Normally, a, lot, a child will transform themselves or play object into someone or something else. There were children in preschool and kindergarten, it tends to fade out as they enter primary school. Pretend play helps children process emotions, events in their lives, practice social skills, learn values, develop language skills, and develop a rich imagination. Because of the important skills that are developed through this type of play, efforts should be made to encourage children to pretend. A playground can also be turned into a learning experience for a child. Although a playground traditionally has certain elements, these elements may pose an unsafe surrounding for your child if the equipment is not properly supervised or built of safe materials. To provide a safe environment that allows gross motor activity, it is important that some considerations of the equipment be made. The following elements have been found to be unsafe in group care setting, metal slides or enclosed tunnel slides that make observation difficult, spring-mounted rocking toys that are heavy with animal seats that can strike a child, swings or other tire swings that can easily hit a waiting child and cause injury, and lightweight plastic um, seats, swings pose a much lower chance of hurting a child. 
So therefore, things to look for in a preschool curriculum, it is important that when considering an early education facility, caregivers and teachers in the facility have knowledge of the cultural supports for language and literacy, learning about children and families they are serving. This is why it's so important to enroll children in early child care learning centers because they get to practice all of the different activities that help them develop the skills that they will need for further education. They need to have sufficient skills. Teachers need to have sufficient skills in guiding small groups of children in order to give full attention to individual young children's language and literacy efforts. They need to be able to draw out shy children while they help very talkative ones begin to listen to others as well as to speak. Caregivers or teachers need to arrange environments that are symbol-rich and interesting without being overwhelming to infants and toddlers. Even the simplest exchange becomes a literacy lesson when it includes the warmth of a relationship coupled with words, their concepts, and perhaps a graphic symbol. To be effective, the early years curriculum needs to be carefully structured. In structure, there should be three strands, provision for different starting points from which children develop their learning, building on what they can already do, relevant and appropriate content which matches the different levels of young children's needs, and planned and purposeful activities which provide opportunities for teaching and learning both indoors and outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Another reason why... um early child care is so important is that research has shown that children enrolled in programs such as the Head Start program benefit by receiving formal education before kindergarten. And according to some studies, children enrolled in these programs are most behaved and have a higher IQ scores upon enrolling in kindergarten than their peers without formal education. Likewise, it is shown that children enrolled in Head Start programs learned quicker and than children that are not enrolled in these programs. Critics of pre-kindergarten education claim that the differences between children enrolled in preschool programs and those that are not receiving formal education are only discernible during kindergarten, first and second grade. During subsequent years, children who have not received formal education prior to kindergarten test at about the same level and behave like their peers with pre-kindergarten formal education. Therefore, Head Start children may be at an advantage for a couple of years, but after that, their classmates plummet to similar levels. Another major problem with Head Start programs is that children qualifying for these programs usually come from families living below the poverty line, so these programs are not readily available for children of all backgrounds. However, children can receive formal education in other ways other than Head Start programs, including daycare and parents teaching the young children at home. Even then, children in daycare programs can develop intellectually, and children benefit most when their parents stay at home and with their children and educate them. Children taught at an early age usually benefit in the following ways. As discussed before, they have improved social skills, 
Thus, there are no need for special education instruction during subsequent school years, better grades, enhanced attention span, and enhanced attention span. Likewise, some researchers have concluded that young children enrolled in preschool programs usually graduate from high school, attend college, and have fewer behavioral problems, and then not become involved in crime during their adolescent or young adult years. The research detailing these benefits was completed in the 80s. In addition to the benefiting children experiencing normal development, it was also shown that children with learning or other physical disabilities benefit immensely from pre-kindergarten education. Also, children with parents highly involved in their pre-kindergarten education do not experience the same positive results from the Head Start program as children coming from homes where it is not as much as an emphasis. Children taught how to speak a second language during their early developmental years are also in a better position to learn English at a young age. Many people do not feel that the government should determine whether children should be required to receive formal pre-kindergarten education. One reason for this is children who are educated by their parents during their early developmental years experience the same benefits. As children enrolled in preschool programs, especially children receiving a lot of attention from parents, parents deciding to educate their young children themselves should utilize creative ideas and activities when educating them. No matter the differences in opinion about formal pre-kindergarten education, children benefit from receiving some type of education during their early developmental years. However, there is not a one-size-fits-all instruction best suited for all children. While some children benefit immensely from preschool, it may not be the best educational setting for other children. In most cases, children benefit mostly by receiving educational instruction from their parents. Parents must evaluate a child's unique personality before determining which program is best suited for a child, since not all programs benefit children in the same way. And these articles, um, for future reference, are also up on our site, the Blog Talk Radio site. Uh, So that concludes what our discussion on the wide disparities in childhood enrollment, ending kind of with what you can do to correct that and parents can just focus on educating their children and being very active in their child's learning experience from an early age if they do not have access to early child care centers. But if parents do not have time to do this, unfortunately, it is very important that children receive some sort of education at this early age to enhance their development in future years. Thank you for listening. And also, if you have a favorite New Heights Radio Show host, please remember to follow our shows or your favorite host. You can find our show links on newheightseducation.org. That way we can receive that way you will be able to receive weekly reminders for our shows. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.